الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Today we are going to do the ending verses of Surah Al-Fatiha إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين Guide us to the straight path, the path of those on whom you have bestowed your grace. Not the way of those who earned your anger, nor of those who went astray. Ehdina sirat al-mustaqim Meaning, guide us, direct us, grant us, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, guidance to the path that leads to success and eternal flourishment we are asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance to the straight path the path that takes us to success not just success of the dunya but success that leads to akhirah at various other parts of the quran Guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also been mentioned. In surah, um, in surah number 16, verse number 121, it is said, He chose him as an intimate friend and guided him to the straight path. In surah number 42, And verily, you, O Muhammad, are indeed guiding mankind to the straight path. So even though it is said, Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is guiding mankind to the straight path. But who is this guidance coming from? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In surah number 7, all praise and thanks to Allah who has guided us to this. To what? To the religion of Islam. Now, ehdina sirat al-mustaqim. What is sirat al-mustaqim? According to the scholars of Islam, the Ummah has agreed that Sirat al-Mustaqim is the clear path without any deviations. And according to the language of the Arabs, they would describe an honest person as straight and a wicked person as being crooked. The straight path mentioned in the Quran refers to Islam. So al-mustaqim is something straight. Now over here it is worth mentioning who generally, which are the people who generally recite Surah Al-Fatiha? It is the Muslims. Muslims recite Surah Al-Fatiha and in contrast to the general public, are Muslims guided to the straight path already or not? Of course, Muslims are the guided nations. We are on Islam. Islam is the accurate religion to follow. So we are guided people. We follow Islam. We follow the Sharia, uh, the final Sharia that uh, is supposed to be followed. So we are guided people. Then why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Fatiha, the very first surah of the Quran, is uh, uh, is telling us to say ihdina sirat al-mustaqim guide us to the straight path o allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we are already guided so the fact of the matter is that even though we are already guided to islam but we continuously need to ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us and keep us on the straight path shaitan can incite us in uh, shaitan can always always delude us into following the wrong paths and falling into sin and into hell eventually so we need to ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continuously to guide us to the straight path to keep us on the straight path 
in order to remain firm on the straight path which is the path of islam we need allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help we need his help every minute of the day and night to become more firm in our belief and righteous actions for without him we cannot do anything and our belief would waver so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has even guided us to ask for guidance thus making us firm and strengthening us on the straight path of success a person who seeks allah's help and receives it receives it is indeed a blissful and happy person a person who seeks allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help and receives it is indeed a blissful and happy person so right now humans in humans generally are in dire need of asking for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help and forgiveness just like leaves fall from the trees in uh, during the autumn season just like that we are falling on the earth dead nowadays our numbers um, of the dead people are growing every day every day we are falling in uh, hundreds all over the world you're falling on the earth 1 2 3 4 50 60 70 80 100 so we should we need to ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ya allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to the sins we have committed to the extent that we have made you so upset that you are punishing us in this way so ya allah guide us to that sin so we can ask for forgiveness So you may forgive us and please ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive forgive us and relieve us of this difficulty that we are in ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on us and take this disease this virus away from us ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and forgive the human race and guide us to the straight path the path which leads us to you ya Allah if we have committed sin in our lives before then please wipe away those sins and take those sins away from us in the future and if we are not muslims ya allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to that true faith and if we are muslims ya allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive our sins and make us firm on the righteous deeds in surah al-imran it is said oh allah let not our hearts deviate from the truth after you have guided us and grant us mercy from you truly you are the bestower ibn abbas said one day the messenger of allah drew for us a long straight line this is the path of allah then he drew lines to its right and to its left and said these are different paths upon each of these ways is a devil calling to it and then he recited the verses of quran and verily this is my straight path so follow it and follow not other paths so the uh, islam is like a straight line the path of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a straight path without any deviations it's a focused path there are no its and buts in it there are no uh, uh, confusions in it It's a very clear cut path. If you follow the path of Islam, it won't uh, confuse you. If you truly believe in it, if you truly look for uh, answers in it, you would find answer to any uh, situation within the within the Sharia within Islam. Everything will make sense. If you have the correct intention, everything within Islam will make sense to you. it's a clear path but if you follow the path of shaitan it will take you to here and there it will get you confused it will get your me- brain messed up so follow the straight path follow the path of islam because the path of the shaitan the path of path of the devil is the path of misguidance and innovation the path the straight path is all that of the quran and the sunnah and excludes the innovations and doubts اهدنا الصراط المستقيم guide us to the straight path this dua is a part of our daily prayers for the one who is guided to the straight path is guided 
in the past and needs guidance in the past, needs guidance in the present as well as in the future. We are continuously in need of guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need guidance when it comes to raising our children. May Allah guide us to raise the best of generations and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide our generation to be the best progeny they could be. Because sometimes it's not in the hands of parents to guide them anymore. Sometimes shaitan overtakes them in such a way that parents are helpless. Seriously, parents are helpless when it comes to guiding them. Because shaitan has over, overcome their brains, overpowered their brains in such a way. Knowledgeable people and their children, if you look at their children, they are in hopeless states. Because shaitan attacks their household more and their children more. So, Ahdina Sirat al Mustaqim, Ya Allah, when it comes to our progeny, Ya Allah, guide them to the straight path. People who want to quit uh, bad habits in their lives, for example, smoking cigarettes, if you want to quit it, Ahdina Sirat al Mustaqim, Ya Allah, guide us to the path which will help us in. in uh, um, Quitting this bad habit, Ya Allah. So, ehdina sirat al-mustaqim in anything that you do in life. We are actually in dire need of this supplication because the guidance of future depends on the new knowledge of the future. The guidance of the future depends on the knowledge of the future. But there are chances that we might not even be able to attain that knowledge there are chances. The guidance of the future depends on what? The knowledge we gain. But there are high chances that we might not be able to gain that knowledge. For example, we are conducting and listening to these classes. Might have been a result of our dua. If we hadn't made this dua, then a sirat al-mustaqim, there are high chances that we wouldn't have been here. Right? I am learning by conducting these classes. I make the notes. I say it. Some of it I retain in my memory. And then I apply it in my life. So it's it's a form of guidance for me. As a result of maybe my own dua or one of yours dua. You are listening to it. Learning from it. Implementing in your life. One of us made the dua. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it happen for all of us. So this knowledge was as a result of the dua we made for guidance. No other supplication is as needed as the supplication of guidance, as everything else is linked to it. After all, it is the guidance to the straight path in any given matter that leads a person to success. For anything we need, we need to do, we need the guidance to do it. If we need a cure today, if we need a vaccine today, we need the guidance to that knowledge that will help us to create it. True? So we need to make dua, Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, lead us, our scientists and our doctors and whoever the people are who need to get that done to that knowledge. Right? Or whatever is supposed is, is to be done in this, these circumstances or situations, Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make that happen. So this verse me means make us firm on the straight path and do not let us deviate from it. Moreover, these words guide us to the straight path have another implication. Yes, this is important too. They affirm prophethood. How did we get guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? From the prophets and the messengers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the prophets and messengers in this world to show us the way to the straight path. Right? How did we get this surah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran to Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam through Angel Jibreel. That is how we got the uh, surah al-Fatiha. And this is how we learned Ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem. Right? So this affirms our faith into prophethood as well. 
and the straight path is not just knowing the truth but also following it in a way that we implement the commands given to us and we avoid the prohibitions that we are supposed to avoid that was what we have learned so far about the way of those on whom you have bestowed your grace, not the way of those who earned your anger, such as the Jews, nor of those who went astray, such as the Christians. In this verse, Sirat al alayhim, we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to the path of those upon whom he bestowed his favors. Sirat al alayhim, Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, guide us to the path of those upon whom you have bestowed your favor. So first we said, sirat al guide us to the straight path. Now we are specifying that path more. We are saying, Ya Allah, path of those upon whom you have bestowed your favor. In, so now who are those people upon whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed his favor? So path of islam is a general islam upon which all the muslims uh, walk on but upon that path there are special people too there are there is the uh, levels of people on it some people are higher in level than the other uh, people so the we want to be on the level of people which are specially favored by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so those are an'amta alayhim upon which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed his favor. Now who are these people upon which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed his favor? We find out about them in Surah An-Nisa. It is said, وَمَنْ يُتِعِ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ and whoever obeys Allah and the Messenger, then they will be in the company of those on whom Allah has bestowed His grace, the Prophets, the Siddiqeen, the Martyrs, and the Righteous. And how excellent these companions are! Such is the bounty from Allah, and Allah is sufficient as all knower. So, who are these people upon which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed his special favor? The prophets, the siddiqeen, the martyrs, and the righteous. Now, who are the prophets? We all know who the prophets are, and I just mentioned a few minutes ago. Now, let's see who the siddiqeen are. The siddiqeen are. Among the Siddiqeen are the are Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu and Maryam alayhi salam. They are mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah to be the Siddiqeen. It is said about Maryam alayhi salam, the daughter of Imran in the Quran, and his mother was a Siddiqah in in chapter number in Surah number five, ayah number seventy-five. Whose mother was a Siddiqah? Isa alayhi salam's mother was a Siddiqah. And about Abu Bakr Sadiq radiallahu anhu, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said about him, Anas bin Malik reports, The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ascended the mountain of Uhud and he was in the company of Abu Bakr, Umar and Uthman radiallahu anhum. The mountain shook beneath him. The mountain shook beneath them. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hit it with his foot and said, O Uhud, be firm. For on you there is none but a prophet, a siddiq, and a martyr. Meaning the two martyrs, Umar and Uthman radiallahu anhum. When he said, when Prophet wasallam said a siddiq, he was speaking about Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. So Abu Bakr siddiq radiallahu anhu was called a siddiq by the Prophet wasallam. Maryam alayhi salam was called a siddiqah in the Quran 
and Abu Bakr Siddiq was called a Siddiq by Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. These two people were specially favored by Allah subhanahu wa taala. Maryam alaihi salam was favored in a sense that she was made the mother of a prophet. His own, uh, her own son, spoke. Um, her own son spoke in her favor when people uh, tried to defame her, her her own son as a baby he tried uh, he uh, spoke on his mother's behalf and the biggest favor that she had from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was being the mother of the prophet isa alayhi salam and then Abu Bakr Sadiq was favored in a way that he was the companion of the greatest prophet, of the most perfect prophet, of the most perfect human being, Prophet Muhammad wasallam. So they were both favored by, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they were given the uh, titles of Siddiqah and Siddiq. Now next we have the shuhada. The shuhada are also favored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was narrated by uh, Uthman bin Affan that um, Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Three will intercede on the day of resurrection. The prophets, then the scholars, then the martyrs. Now just uh, imagine that on the day of judgment, on the day of qiyamah, Nobody would be able to intercede on other for the other person. No brother or sister or parents would be able to intercede for each other except for uh, selected people. And the martyrs are among those people who will be able to intercede on that day for, for others. Look at the level of the martyrs. Just imagine. And there are many ways that a person can be a martyr. But the most highest form, we all know who that, who, for, for who that um, level is for. Jabir bin Abdullah narrated, On the day of the Battle of Uhud, a man came to the Prophet wasallam and said, Can you tell me where I will be if I should get martyred? The Prophet wasallam replied, In paradise. The man threw away some dates he was carrying in his hand and fought till he was martyred. He heard the Prophet ﷺ say paradise and he fought till he was martyred. Paradise is the reward for being martyred. For paradise, people gave their lives. It is with the blessing of Allah upon the shuhada that they achieve this rank. And we, and we what dua do we make? In Surah Al-Fatiha, to be blessed like the Shuhada. Aidina Sirat al-Mustaqim, Sirat al-Lazina an'amta alayhim. Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make us walk on the path of the people upon which you bestowed your favor. So who are those people? The prophets, the siddiqeen, the shuhada, and the lastly the salihin. Now let's discuss the salihin. The salihin are the righteous people. Those whose deeds are based on piety and goodness. So many people do good deeds. But what is the intention behind it? That is to be questioned. But we are nobody to judge anybody's intention. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the true intention of a person's deed. So who are the salihin? Those whose deeds are based on piety and goodness. Of course, it is by the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they are able to uphold the true teachings of Islam. And therefore, Allah's favors, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favors them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favors them too. Because they uphold the true teachings, so it goes both way. They are favored, so they uphold the righteousness. And they uphold the righteousness, so they are favored.
Do you understand? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favors them because they are righteous. Okay? And because they are righteous, they are favored. It is by the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is by the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they are righteous. And because they are righteous, they are favored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now do you understand? Now I have read it in a different way. Okay? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbul Alameen, Include us among your beloved people. Make us tread upon the path of people upon whom your favored has come. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem. Sirat al-ladheena an'amda alayhim. Ghayr al-maghdubi alayhim. Waladhali. Now comes the part where we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To not make us fo uh, follow the path of specific people. And who, who are those people? But help us, O Allah, avoid the path of those upon whom you are angry with, who know the truth yet deviate from it. So, Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, help us avoid the path of those who were led astray by their so-called leaders who lost the true knowledge and as a result of their incorrect ways are wandering in misguidance unable to find the correct path al-ghadab al-ghadab linguistically means anger it is the opposite of pleasure rida and one of the attributes of allah Al-Ghadab is one of the attributes of Allah. Maghdub refers to the objects of anger. Al-Ghadab linguistically means anger. It is the opposite of Rida. And Al-Ghadab is one of the attributes of Allah. Maghdub, the word used in this verse, refers to the object of anger. Dalal linguistically means to divert from the intended goal and to diverge from the true path and it is the opposite of guidance it is also said in arabic the milk dollar in the water when it is mixed in the water in such a way that it disappears in this respect also is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَقَالُوا أَإِذَا ضَلَلْنَا فِي الْأَرْضِ And they said, is it when we disappear in the earth? So just as the humans dissolve in the earth, misguided people in the same way get lost in their way. So the misguided people, they get misguided just like humans dissolve in the earth when they are buried. In Surah Al-Sajda, ayat number 10, it is said, it is said, and they say, when we become dalal in the earth, meaning, when we die and disappear into the earth by becoming dust. It means that a person gets misguided in such a way that the truth, that the true path is lost. Adalin refers to those who have gone astray. Adalin refers to those who have gone astray. Now in غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَضَّالِينَ The word not has been repeated here. Emphasizing the fact that both paths, the path of the ones Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets angry with or is angry with and the path of those who were led astray by their religious leaders are equally wrong. The path of those people 
who upon whom the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was uh, fallen and and the path of the adhaleen both paths are wrong and incorrect and should be avoided and we need the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to avoid both paths The path of the people upon whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is angry is that of the Jews. And the path of the people who have gone astray is that of the Christians. But the path of the believers, believers means the Muslims, is straight and vivid, free of all crookedness. Believers are fully aware about how to seek the knowledge of the truth and true believers try to follow it wholeheartedly. Believers are fully aware about how to seek the knowledge of the truth and true believers try to follow it wholeheartedly. And how do you know everybody? Everybody knows how to seek the knowledge of the truth? By following the Quran and the Sunnah and the Athar. What are the Athar? The saint of the Sahaba. And who are the Sahaba? The companions of Prophet ﷺ. Jews, on the other hand, abandoned practicing the true knowledge. Many prophets were sent to them, but they kept disbelieving in them. They did not accept the true teachings. They were aware that Prophet Muhammad ﷺ was the last and final messenger, yet they refused to believe in him. They considered Uzair he was also a prophet of Allah. They considered him the son of Allah. And similarly, there, were, there are many other uh, um, historical events that we can look at um, where, they, uh, where they kept disbelieving the prophets that were sent to them, dis kept disobeying the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that were sent to them. And as far as the Christians are uh, concerned, the Christians lost the true knowledge and created the concept of Trinity. So this is why the anger descended upon the Jews. And being described as led astray is more appropriate for the Christians because the concept of Trinity and other such concepts were introduced in Christianity by the religious leaders and were not a part of its teaching, of its original teachings. Jews and Christians both have earned the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it is more so on the Jews. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, those who incurred the curse of Allah and his wrath. This is in chapter number 5, verse number 60. Chapter means the surat, uh, number 5, verse number 60. Um, and this is, if you look at the tafsir of this verse, verse number 60 of chapter number 5, it means uh, it is about the Jews. <coughs> In Turimzi, uh, which is a book of the collection of hadith, it is reported that Adi bin Hatim was asked, I asked the messenger of Allah وسلم, about Allah saying, those who have earned your anger. In uh, the verse that we have just studied, the... Um, um, and he said, uh, Prophet said it refers to the Jews. And then I asked about Adalin, and he said the Christians are those who have gone astray. So, by the authentic ahadith, too, uh, we learn that the, the, this verse is about the Jews and the Christians. About the Jews, it is said in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah number 90, So they have drawn on themselves wrath upon wrath. And moreover, in Surah Al-Araf, verse number 152, it is said, Certainly those who took the cow for worship, wrath from their Lord and humiliation will come upon them. And we have seen wrath and humiliation did come upon them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about the Christians 
and do not and do not follow the vain desires of people who went astray before and who misled many and strayed themselves from the right path it is said in surah al-maida Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these verses is telling us who are the people upon which his wrath has fallen who are the people who are misled and he is also telling us that we should be avoiding the path of such people but the beauty of quran the beauty of our deen is that even before telling what to do in the surah placed in the very first chapter of the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us to ask for it to ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us stay away from the path of the misguided people So what are we being told in Surah Al-Maida? We are being told to stay away from the path of the Christians and the Jews, right? But before saying that, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala in Surah Al-Fatiha is teaching us, "Ihdina as-sirat al-mustaqim, sirat al-ladina an'amta 'alayhim, ghayri al-maghdubi 'alayhim wa ladh-dhalin." Ya Allah, keep us away from the path of the Jews and the Christians. Right? So he is later in the Quran he is commanding us to stay away from their path but before that path the first surah that has been placed in the Quran is teaching us how to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us stay away from that path because without the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can we stay away from the path of the disbelieving people no we can't without his help we cannot do anything do you understand now in surah al-araf verse number 186 186 Whomsoever Allah sends astray none can guide him and he lets them wander blindly in their transgressions So if we want to walk on the path of guidance then we have to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help because whoever he wishes he guides so be careful be careful for what you do as you do not want to invite the displeasure of Allah So whatever we do in life we should be careful we do not we do not want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to get displeased with us as people going to school or college or university which is closed nowadays because of the virus or maybe we are learning online uh, we don't want to mess up with other people's uh, uh, notes maybe that would make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upset with us You never know. Because sometimes people just uh, try to cheat. Um and even in exams, don't think it, it as a minor thing. Oh, it's just an exam. If we if in the past you have cheated, ask Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. If you don't want to tell the dean of your uh, uh, of your institution that this is something you did, you cheated, you know what you should do? You should give charity on their behalf. If and ask Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. Ya Allah, I did this. I cheated on this exam. Ya Allah, forgive me. And here is the charity on their behalf. Forgive me, Ya Allah. This is something uh, I would recommend you do. If you if you can't if you can't admit it in front of the administration, do this. Give charity. So when it comes to your friends within the within your um, student community don't mess up with other people's notes don't don't do that even in your professional life don't mess up with other people's projects everybody has their own risk everybody has their own reputation don't don't mess up with your colleagues um, um, you know professional uh, developments or it's their livelihoods don't don't uh, mess up with it fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you might uh, displease him and you never know what makes uh, what could displease him in your personal lives in your own household within your within your marriage don't try to displease your spouse understand his or her situation maybe he or she is going through a situation that cannot uh, he that he she cannot explain it to you maybe they're going through very tough times and they can just cannot explain it to you don't ridicule them don't belittle them 
if you have some intentions that uh, you do not want to show it to them and um i mean just don't uh, don't don't uh, exploit them fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala look at what's going on around us that is anyways that is so unpredictable we all we are all going to face allah and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us ready for that day our qiyamah starts from the moment we die does it these verses of surah al-fatiha we are asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to the path of those with, with whom he is happy and take us away from refrain us from going to the path of those with whom he is angry upon and his wrath has descended upon so let's summarize surah al-fatiha now we have completed surah al-fatiha now alhamdulillah we have completed it in summary we can say that surah al-fatiha covers various aspects in it we acknowledge that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is truly the only rabb of the world he only is merciful enough to bestow upon the humans even after their sinful ways in this world so he could be merciful to us now too and he could forgive us and take away the virus from us inshallah and we do know upon whom his mercy will fall in the hereafter and it is by the mercy of, i should add here that it is by the mercy of allah that his this virus has come to us because we know the hadith of prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and all it this is rotating um, in social media a lot so you 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 all must know and if you don't know i would uh, ask you to search for it i'm not going to tell you all of you search for it so it might increase you in knowledge what what is the fate of the person who upon whom this virus who is a believer and upon whom this uh, may allah protect us all but if he is afflicted by this uh, illness and he has patience what happens to that person what is the fate so search for that that hadith so anyways um this surah mentions the types of tawhid in it as well as we have witnessed in alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin and iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'in and we have discussed the three types of tawhid this teaches us the who is the true malik the real king the actual owner the final and only judge in the verse maliki yawmiddin In this surah Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us how to make dua, how to ask for guidance, what to ask for, whose path to uh, tread on and whose path to avoid. And many other things we have learned in this surah. History is also being taught to us in this verse when it is being said Sirat al-ladhina an'amta 'alayhim ghayri al-maghdubi 'alayhim wal-dhalin. How we are being told who were the favored people and who were uh, who were the people upon whom allah's anger for, uh, fell and who are the people who are uh, adalin so this is a part of history that is being taught to us in this surah now there is a, another issue with reference to surah al-fatiha that we need to discuss here and that is saying amin um what so let's discuss about saying amin If a person in general during their daytime or nighttime or whenever in their daily life are uh saying uh suratul fatiha out of salah out of salah out of namaz they are saying suratul fatiha it is recommended for them to say ami after reciting it If a person is reciting it while they are in salah you know in in the qiyam when they are reciting suratul fatiha in salah where whether they are praying salah alone or in the congregation it is strongly recommended for them to say amin it is so strongly recommended so if they are praying salah when they are uh, if they are uh, sorry if they are saying suratul fatiha uh, during um, you know whenever in their uh, daily life 
out of salah it is recommended to say salah uh, it, it is recommended to say amin but when they are say uh, when they are reciting surah al-fatiha in salah whether alone or in congregation then it is strongly recommended to say amin prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said idha amana al-imam fa aminu fa innahu man wafaqa ta'minuhu ta'min al-malaikati ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambihi and it is it is it is it means a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem and it means when the imam says amin then say amin because whoever says amin with the angels his previous sins will be forgiven muslim recorded that the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said idha qala ahadukum fi salati amin wal malaikatu fi samai amin fawafaqat ihdahuma al ukhra ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambihi when any of you says in the prayer amin and the angels in the heaven say amin in unison his previous sins will be forgiven so it is said that this hadith talks about both the angels and the muslims saying amin at the same time the hadith also refers to when the amin said by the angels and the muslims are equally sincere so amin said by the human and on the earth and the angels correspond said at the same time i think the word correspond is used here anyways when the amin said by the angel and the human is said at the same time with sincerity not just saying amin but believing believing that allah subhanahu wa taala will accept it so we have made many duas within say the tafsir of surah al fatiha but did we really mean it did we really mean it that allah subhanahu wa taala will accept that dua yes allah will listen to us yes allah will guide us that is the true test moreover uh prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said when the imam said when the imam says walad dalin say amin and allah will answer your invocation tirmidhi said amin means do not disappoint our hope while the majority of scholars said that it means answer our invocation so after making the dua so how do we make the dua what do we have we learned from surah al fatiha we start from praising allah subhanahu wa taala acknowledging his names and attributes then we request what we need and then at the end what are we learning that ya allah do not disappoint us ya allah answer our invocation so at the end we are also again pleading to him ya allah please accept it ya allah ya allah please out of your abundance of mercy accepted now please ya allah you can do anything ya allah subhanahu wa taala kun fayakun ya rabb accepted now from us now the one last point that i want to make is uh, the jews were mentioned in front of allah um, for in front of uh, the jews were mentioned in front of prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he said انهم لن يحصدونها انهم لن يحصدون على شيء كما يحصدون على الجمعه التي هدانا الله لها وضلوا عنها وعلى القبله التي هدانا الله لها وضلوا عنها ولا قولنا خلف الامام امين they will not envy us for anything more than they envy us for friday which we have been given to while they were led astray from it and for the qibla which we were given to while they were led astray from it and for our saying amin behind the imam so the jews are jealous from us for saying amin so always say amin recommend recommended highly to say amin so this hadith makes it what for us you figured that out ibn majah recorded this hadith with the following wording 
the Jews have never envied you more than for your saying the salam and for your saying ameen. They envy us for saying ameen. Why? Why do you think they envy us for saying ameen? Because that affirms our faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more. That's why they envy us. They want our faith to waver. They want to make us weak. So when we say ameen, it affirms our faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more. I think it was a very uh, lengthy discussion today. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. It gave us some very, very important points. And in current times, I think uh, we need, uh, it is more important to recite Surah Al-Fatiha more often. It's a big lesson for me too. Out of Salah as well, we need to recite Surah Al-Fatiha. Yeah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to health and uh, provision. Because as the virus is spreading, so is uh, the concern for financial support is also spreading all over the world. Um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on the human race and upon especially upon the Muslims of this world. And uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us implement whatever we, we have learned in Surah Al-Fatiha. Um, I apologize for the delay in the um, uh, in the final, uh, in the tafsir, in the explanation or um, discussion I would call it. I am um, just a student of knowledge. Explanation would be a very big word, or tafsir would be a very big word for me. Just a discussion for the discussion of the um, surah al final discussion of surah al fatiha. It just got delayed because of the camp that we are running for the children, online free camp for the children. And uh, I hope that it was for uh, it benefited everybody. Next surah we are going to begin, and um, I just I'm just not sure if I should start surah al-Baqarah or a smaller surah. Surah I'm just um, going to think about it um, and today inshallah, and then uh, I will announce it. And barakallahu feekum. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase us in our ilm and amal. Wa akhiru da'awana alilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.